Hello and welcome to Cognito's first ever podcast. I'm James Hanford, director in London, and I cover the large and scary realm of digital marketing. And just to emphasize that, today we're going to try and talk you through a huge update from Google that's due to take effect in a couple of months, which is the core Web Vitals update. This is an update that's going to affect every single website around the world, no matter how big nor small. So if you are responsible for your company's website or even you rely on the success of your company's website, this is something you need to be aware of. And we're going to try and take you through today some tips and give you some advice on how to mitigate against this update and hopefully come out with it for the better. So today with me, I've got Jade from our New York office. So yeah, I work on the digital marketing team in New York. Uh, so SEO and Google is very close to my heart. So specifically, we're going to talk about a new Google update, which lots of you probably would have heard about in the press. It's an update that actually they delayed during this whole COVID pandemic, and they're actually moving to, to early 2021. But Jay, introduce us to, to what specifically we're talking about today. So we're talking about Google's core web vitals update. So this is a new ranking factor that they announced uh, earlier this year. So they announced in May. And as you say, they've actually been pretty kind to all of us in the SEO world by delaying this uh, really, you know, to let people focus on everything else that's happening in the world this year. Um, but, you know, it's not often or not always the case that we get such a long lead time from Google or this much information about a ranking update. So I think, you know, one, this is helpful for us because it gives us a clear sense of what we need to know and what we need to plan for. But two, I think that also really just indicates and, and underlines how important this is, this is as an update and how important it is to think about it now to get ready for it. For those that aren't aware, what is the process around Google algorithm updates, how often do they happen, you know, how big news are they, and, and more importantly, how much of an impact would they have on client websites and our websites around the world? I mean, Google's algorithm, the core search algorithm, is updating all of the time, you know, hundreds of updates um, going on uh, every, you know, every year, every month, all, you know, constantly tweaking and refining how it's delivering the best search results for users. In addition to all of those little updates that are happening all of the time, you know, there are periodically these bigger changes in how Google looks at websites. Uh, so Core Web Vitals is part of that. And then also how it you know, ranks and delivers results to users. And so some of the big ones that have happened in the past, you know, they've all got their, their lovely animal themed names. So we have the penguins and the pandas and the pigeons. And those bigger updates have really you know, marked more uh, wholesale changes in how Google looks at website performance and, and, you know, authority, really, and how trustworthy and relevant websites are. So, you know, we used to focus on um, having really authoritative backlinks as a, as a mark of authority and how relevant your content is. Over time, Google has become much more sophisticated in how it, you know, understands and reads the content and the words on your website. And really what this um, update is about so-called web vitals is about site performance so it's not just about delivering users the best and the most relevant content but it's delivering that content in the 
most seamless and most user-friendly way. So, you know, it's speed, but it's also about how easy and how seamless it is to literally use the website when you get there. So what we want to talk to you today about specifically, as Jane's touched on, is, is basically how to mitigate against the risk of actually dropping ranking because of this algorithm update. So correct me if I'm wrong, Jade, but this algo update, when it launches in Q1 2021, will directly impact search rankings across the board, whether it's brand or service related or, or anything. For sure. I think we're expecting to see pretty significant changes, you know, in in how individual sites rank. Absolutely. And I think another, you know, another big impact is going to be on the top stories that you see when you search for something on Google. So it's not actually, you know, just websites and your own website that that we're going to see a big change in, but actually the which stories and which publications actually get to appear in that top search spot, um, we're going to see a big impact on, I imagine. But just to touch on one of the things you said, James, you know, in terms of your rankings potentially could drop. I mean, I guess a, a kind of a question some of you might be thinking is, well, why does that even matter? Like, why should I care about being, you know, top of page one or high up on page one? How would you answer that question? For any client that is in charge or, or looks after one of their core digital assets being their website, it is obviously imperative. You might have the prettiest, the most luxurious, the easiest to navigate website in the world, right? But ultimately, if no one can find you and you're not engaging with any new user base or pulling in or attracting anyone that might be interested in your products or services that aren't directly typing in your domain name, then that asset is not working as hard as it could do. So within a website, you've got an unbelievable asset within your arsenal that has the ability to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It doesn't need feeding. It doesn't need a break. You want to make the most of it, right? And and, and part of that, the easiest thing to do, I guess, when it comes to, to thinking about any website, especially in the B2B world, is to get, I guess, head stuck in the sand a little bit, thinking about what the website should have on it, the content, how you're going to update it, what it's talking about, what the audience is going to do once it gets there, what your conversion points are and your KPIs. But most importantly, and actually beyond all of that stuff in terms of importance, is the journey in which a user may take to find your website in the first place. And one of those core journeys that we're all used to in our everyday life now is is to kick things off with a quick google so you might think that actually you know in some sectors or some industries that people don't google people don't google you or they don't actively google a particular service or function within your industry but actually the the more and more that our web browsers advance and actually our users become a little bit lazier people are actually using google search now as a direct form to to find particular websites and access particular news or information in their sector. So it's it's even more important than it was 10 years ago when actually that, that whole user journey has changed massively where you might have actively typed in, you know, bbc.co.uk forward slash sports to get your latest football news. Nowadays, actually, Google have released some data that shows a massive incline where people actually Google BBC Sport because they literally cannot be bothered to type in the whole URL. So 
there's there's so many directions in which to answer that question because ultimately if you're not on google people are going to find it very hard to find you i I guess this is a sign of how vast the the main topic of seo is and and even though today we're talking about or trying to talk about a very specific part of it there are lots and lots and lots and lots of factors that ultimately result in your website's ranking this is just one of them and then this is one part of the algorithm that everyone has the ability to affect so crudely speaking core website vitals has has three is split into three factors so the first is cls and this stands for cumulative layout shift so this is a really really surprising new update from google so what they're trying to do here is measure the website experience a user gets when they first uh, come onto your website, but also when they're navigating through a website, trying to interact with it. So the the great example that, that Google have released on this is actually think of when you were on an e-commerce website, when you're on Amazon, for example, you found a product you want to buy, you want to press the buy now button, you, you move your cursor across to press it. As soon as you go to press it, something pops up on the screen above it or to the side of it that ultimately shifts the position of that buy now button you're about to press. So actually, as you've just gone to press it, you end up pressing something else instead of the button you want to press. So that's what Google are defining as a cumulative layout shift. It's an absolute frustrating element for any user on any website, whatever it is. And that is the exact reason that Google have brought in this metric to try and stamp it out ultimately, and they're going to try and measure it using lots of different scripts and clevers. But ultimately, why this is so amazing and such big news for not only us as SEO geeks, but people from afar is because it's ultimately Google's first proper foray into making a judgment on how easy your website is to use from a user perspective. So historically, Google are most interested in, you know, your external link profile or uh, the quality of code and copy and content and keyword relevancy on your site. This is the first time it's really looking at user experience and judging it so that it impacts your ranking. So the next one, Jade, what have we got? So I'm afraid it's going to be another acronym. Uh, so let's talk about uh, LCP. So LCP uh, so stands for Largest Contentful Paint, but it's actually a lot simpler than it sounds. This is literally just how long it takes for the main content to load on a page. Now, ideally, this has to be pretty quick. So anything longer than a couple of seconds and you're not doing very well. So again, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar if you log on to sites with beautiful big imagery on the homepage hero uh you know it's beautiful and striking when it loads but if it takes more than that those couple of seconds you're going to get frustrated and just see you know see nothing and and possibly lose interest so this one really is around you know speed of speed of content loading okay what typically can affect that lcp so what what are the big things that Probably we've all seen when we've done website builds what the big loading pieces are. You've got lots of different bits of JavaScript coming in. You've got lots of, in some cases, the clients uploading big images because you know maybe they're not aware that an image needs to be optimized, things like that. When it comes to any web page specifically, and you've got, for those that aren't completely clued up on how a page construct 
comes together. You've got a set of HTML that is depicting what displays where on your page. And within that code, you've got your content and your copy. In addition to that, you'll have a load of JavaScript files that, that get loaded in first that, that pull in all sorts of different clevers, like it's loading in your Google Analytics and your Tag Manager and maybe a bit of Hotjar or Crazy Egg or any other bits of kit that you've, you've got loaded. And then beyond that, it's loading in something called CSS, which makes everything look pretty. So all of those assets combined, first of all, they, they load at different times in, in a different order, which your webmaster will be able to depict and, and change around as, as much as they can. But then also those assets, some are big, some are small in its very crude form. So if you've got, let's say, for example, you've got your company logos appearing on the top of your top of your page, if that is... 10k that's going to be loading in 0.01 of a second if actually that image hasn't been optimized at all and you've uploaded an image that's five meg then that's going to take one or two seconds to load so the difference here and why lcp is important is it's trying to judge how much is being loaded at any one point to the point where it might be impacting the user experience so I think off the top of my head, Jay, the, the the rough metrics they're looking for are better than two and a half seconds. Is that is that right? Yep. Two and a half seconds uh, is what we're striving for. And I think this also then leads us and very much relates to the third uh, kind of core web vital metric, which is another acronym, FID. And this is, again, all about, you know, speed of loading and, the you know, the speed at which things can happen on your site. Now, FID specifically is first input delay. Not particularly helpful if you have no idea what that means, but it essentially is measuring the time it takes for something to happen after a user interacts with your site. So assuming things have loaded quickly, you know, you're less than that 2.5 seconds and everything's up on your screen and working well. You know, if a user does something, so they click a button, they click a link, try and navigate to a page, you know, how long does it take for something to happen as a result of that interaction? Now here we're talking super fast speed. So Google's parameter here is ideally less than a hundred milliseconds. So we want instant reaction to user interaction on the site. Um, and again, the big culprits here um, that stop this, it can be JavaScript and, you know, lots of, again, additional like tracking analytics and lots of additional code on your website that can really slow that down. So I think that really like kind of relates to almost the next stage on from LCP, which is, but it still comes back to, to speed uh, and how quickly and how seamlessly the site can deliver content to the user. Yeah. And that's, I guess, this is the official bit of information that Google are actually providing, which from, from a typical Google update point of view, they actually keep very, very stum and private, you know, what the, the updates are, but most importantly, how those updates are going to impact you and your rankings. So this is the first time actually they've been really, really clear about what factors they're bringing into the algorithm and how they are being effectively measured. So one thing that we're actually not sure about across certainly FID and LCP is is how much the the server itself will come into play. So obviously you can get a cheap server that you might have bought for 30 quid off of GoDaddy, 
or you might have a more professional setup, something along the lines of, that we would use here at Cognito, where we use a you know a VPS server that's custom set up depending on what CMS and things you're running. And the difference between those two servers, quite crudely, is how fast it is, how responsive it is, and as much as that, how well it can deal with lots of different traffic doing different things on your site at any one point. So we we don't know the answer to this yet. I think this is something that that we're going to be looking at quite carefully going forward in the future to really try and understand how much an impact this is going to have. And it's certainly something, even now, I would recommend that that you guys start looking into how good your server setup is. Is your IT team running it? Are they looking after it? Have they optimized it any time recently? That's the sort of conversations you want to start having now. And I guess moving moving that conversation on, we should probably talk about how everyone can actually find out what their metrics are for their current site now. You read my mind as a, you know, as a digital marketer, uh, but definitely not an IT person, you know, server conversations are stuff I would have to phone a friend on. But I think for all of us, um, you know, who are in any way connected to, you know, our company websites or the SEO, um, you know, we do need to, to get started now. And the first step really is, you know, figure out what your website's performance is currently like, um, and then, you know, really make a plan for improving that over the next few months ahead of, ahead of this rolling out next year. And I'd say the number one place to start or the number one tool you can all use is Google's free page speed insights tool. So you can literally go to, I mean, Google search page speed insights, uh, cause that, that's the quickest way to get there. Um, and then you can plug in your website URL um, you know, straight straight there, and it will basically run a speed test um, as if you are looking at it both on a desktop or a mobile. So it will kind of give you scores for both. And it will literally give you, you know, a score, a number, um, which ideally, I think 90 to 100 is your green good. And anything less than that is considered not good enough. So, you know, figure out what your score is, but then also look at, it gives you some, you know, very clear um, kind of tips and indications of where your issues are, Um, you know, across, again, you know, speed of loading, uh, speed of, you know, user interactivity, and then also visual stability. So, you know, if, if you're like me, and you're a little bit less in the weeds of the tech, uh, James, I might call you to help me understand some of that stuff, but I'll, you know, every one of us needs to know, you know, what that number is and and where the big flags are. Yeah, and, and and it does get a little bit technical in places, but I guess the big thing to take away from from PageSpeed and why it's brilliant for for everyone listening to this is it does give you a very quick and easy traffic light system, green, amber, red of of where you're sitting, right? So, you know, if if you load it up and you're getting all green flags, then, you know, you can sit back and relax a little bit. If you're getting, uh, if you're into the, to the amber or red, um, you probably, that's a very good sign that you need to start doing something about this. Um, because whilst it's not having a direct impact impact now, it will do in a couple of months. So you want to start bringing in your IT team, bringing in your SEO team. If you have neither of those, um, give us a call, give, give someone who's looking after your website a call and, and they can start working on a lot of this. And if you, I guess uh, the next step, if you don't have access, uh, quick access to PageSpeed or you don't necessarily understand it, um, 
one thing all of us should have if we're looking after a website and probably something that we should be checking in on every few weeks or so is Google Search Console, right? So um, Google Search Console is your go-to place to check in on the hygiene of your website when it comes to search. So it covers lots of things around you know, some basic analytics as to where your traffic's coming from, how your search performance is. Very importantly, if you've got any manual penalties from Google on your website. So for example, maybe you've broken some rules down the line or you've got some dodgy links that are negatively impacting your ranking. That is the only place you can see if you're being impacted. And this is, I guess, a communication channel you should see Google Search Console as a communication channel between you and Google. It's the only one really you're going to have as a webmaster. And on that, they've done some some really made some really good improvements over the last year. And they've started to integrate a lot of this thinking ready for 2021. So they've started to include metrics on speed, on performance of your website and your server. So that is a good place as well to, to check in and make sure you've got all of these metrics in the green. Yeah. And I I have to say, you know, a lot of, um, you know, smaller digital teams, particularly, you know, often Google Search Console is the bit that gets forgotten. So Google Analytics, you know, even if you are, you know, starting from scratch, have no idea what you're doing, like Google Analytics is pretty known and is often, you know, there. Search Console, you know, can sometimes get forgotten. It's like the slightly more quiet cousin but you know it's so important as you say to check in on regularly you know in terms of what you know how people how people are finding your site and some of the keyword um you know keyword data that you you no longer get within google analytics you know to start with but then of course as you say all of the technical hygiene um as well uh, so yeah if you don't have that please please set it up again google google search console and just a reminder for everyone, this uh, Core Web Vitals is coming to effect early 2021. Is there a date associated with it? So it's due to roll out in March, um, but, you know, an exact date is is TBD. As we said, this has kind of already been pushed back uh, by Google. So I think we'll, we'll have to keep our eyes eyes open and our eyes open over the next uh, few months to see if, if that gets nailed down. And that wraps us up nicely. And that's all we've got time for today. And uh, I hope this has given you all a much clearer insight into what Core Web Vitals entails and, and what will be coming in 2021. For more information, please do visit cognitamedia.com. Don't hesitate to get in touch with myself or Jade for more information. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care.